guys. I'm actually going to be interviewing my nine-year-old Logan on my podcast, and I'm super excited that he's on. Say hi, Logan. Hello. <laughs> Hope you guys can hear him. He's doing this podcast thing for the first time. So I wanted you guys to meet my second child, who is my best friend, my second best friend besides Jaden. Um, and I wanted you to hear from his own mouth because he is—he has a personality, you guys. Like he's totally me, right? What do you think? Kinda. Do you think you're like me or no? I have like—I look like Dad, but I am—I really get frustrated a lot. <laughs> So, I get frustrated. Do you think I get frustrated a lot? Duh. Why do you think I get frustrated? Frustrated? Yeah. Uh, you mean frustrated? Yes, frustrated. Sorry, my R's don't come out right. Why do you think I get frustrated? Um, just because you, like, scream a lot. I scream a lot? Is that what you think of me when I, like... Like, like when you scream, oh, like, she's mad at me. Do you think I'm mad at you? Yeah, like... Last time, when I did like a prank on Jaden, you screamed at me. Well, when you do a prank on J- Jaden, don't you think the kids yelling Yeah, it's just, and... a, it's just a little prank. Man. I know, but like, do you think Jaden likes it? Well, he wouldn't come downstairs, so I was like, I need a thing to get him downstairs. Okay, you know what he did? Are you talking about the pet noodles? Cause he, yes! Logan, okay, so Logan wanted Jaden. Okay, I'm moving this, and I hopefully you guys don't hear me move it. But Logan wanted Jaden to make no, him... No, wanted Jaden. Okay, you wanted noodles, all right? You're hungry. I wanted and noodles. I was literally on live, um, and I was working, and I said, "Why don't you have Jaden make it for you because he's 16, first of all, and he is literally cooking downstairs already for himself." Okay, so I said, "Logan, why don't you ask Jaden to make you some noodles?" And Logan was like, "Mom said you need to make me noodles," and I said, "That's not how you ask your brother." And he literally got mad at Logan because you're condescending to your brother. You know what a condescending means? That's my mom. Mom, I'm on live. I'm not on live. On a podcast. So he literally, condescending means that you're talking down to somebody. Like, instead of being nice, like if I ask you you to do something mean, you literally get upset. Like, I would get frustrated. You don't like it, right? I'll just do it. I don't care. Of course you do it because I'm your mom. But you don't know my life. I don't know your life. You don't know like half my life. You don't know like anything about my life. I don't know anything about your life. Why do you say that? Just shoving this microphone next to my. I know face. because it's like I told you to talk loud, and I don't think anybody hears you. You can hear it afterwards, because yeah, literally I've been doing this for like a long time. My neighbor's here, by the way, if you hear that. But um, nobody can really hear you unless you talk in the microphone because um, it's soft and nobody every. Can hear you. Nobody can hear me. This is what I'm saying, y'all. So, okay. So, I'm not gonna, whatever he thinks he's saying, this is not rehearsed, you guys. So, when you think mommy's frustrated. Frustrated. Frustrated, I'm sorry, I can't say the R. Because I'm I'm not your best friend. I'm not supposed to be your best friend. I'm supposed to be your mom. So, when you talk like that to your brother, he doesn't like it and then he doesn't wanna do it for you and nobody wants, not even just your brother. Can I just say that, and I'm going to teach you this, and this is always... my family can't even so handle listen, a joke. Listen, listen, you don't handle a joke, but let me let me stop saying that because I can't handle a joke sometimes when I'm having a bad day, like I literally will cry because we both have anxiety. Well, yeah. You have anxiety, right? Yeah. Okay, you're making me forget because I have yeah. Dory brain. So what was I saying? You're saying that... When I'm frustrated, no. What was I saying? 
Oh, when you're me, okay, so I used to work in corporate America, and I used to run the accounting department, and I, before I became a manager, ever became a manager, I always started from the bottom, and I knew every single department because I did every single job. Filing, I was, I answered phones, all the way up to when I was running my own department, and when I had managers, I took everything that did not work with me managers um, that I didn't like and I didn't use it and things that did work like people being nice to me and like knowing that I knew how to do their job so I'm not being over like all right so if you do this so when you do this I know that it takes an hour so I'm not gonna be like all right do this and it takes two seconds because they anybody would not respect you at all if you're telling them what to do and you don't know how to do it yourself the second thing is if you're condescending and you talk down to them and people are people okay I am a not to try to toot my own horn, but I can get my old employees to come here and tell you that like, yes, I'm assertive, but I'm very involved in my family's life. I also know that outside of the job is family and it's the biggest thing that should be important. Their health is important. So when they're sick, I'm like, don't come in, take care of yourself because they're not going to do a job that you want them to do when they're sick and people need breaks. So when I'm nice to people and I literally not doing it because it's fake, it's because literally I can, I can empathize with them that they're, you know, a mom, a parent, like they want to go home early for, you know, Halloween and things like that. And when I'm nice, I get my employees to do more than I ever asked them to do. Like I would come in on the weekends because I had to, because I wasn't done with my work, but I never expected my employees to come in and they would show up and they showed up because they wanted to. And that's what I'm trying, I do that in my my life at work. I do that at home where I know what it feels like to cook and I don't want to. And I know what it feels like if I get forced, like you need to cook or else, and I wouldn't want to. Like my mom would be like, you need to clean or else. And I got really upset even though I know I needed to clean, but when she talked to me mean, I literally don't want to do it. And, you know, she, some, she's, my mom is not as bad anymore because, you know, I broke that cycle, but she does that to my kids. And I can see that what my kids are doing to her, saying to her was literally like me. And I don't like that they talk back to their grandma. And, but you get frustrated with grandma, right? Well, are you going to say something? Because they think that I'm frustrated and yell at you all the time, but. Frustrated. Frust, frustrated. But don't you get frustrated too? Okay, so nobody, okay, so no one's perfect, but I'm not coaching Logan to say anything he doesn't, he feel, it's okay for him to feel the way he feels. It's okay for you to be upset. It's okay for you to feel sad, but what is not okay is when you stay that way. And when you're mean to somebody and your brother said he didn't want to do it, but then I had to force him and I made you say sorry because you don't want to do it if I'm like, Logan, if I was yelling, you have to do it. And even though I'm your mom and you have to listen to me, because you're nine and you can't do things yourself can't do yet. Yes, you can. You're a smart person. You can fix mommy's phone. I can only do what everything that a child can do. Exactly, because you're not an adult. And I'm supposed to protect you, and that's my job, until you can protect yourself. And you will. Because Jaden protects us. Jaden is amazing, and you're amazing. And oh, I'm, not supposed to say you're, I'm not supposed to compliment him. And that's a part of mental illness, is that he can't take a compliment. But you know you're handsome. He doesn't like it. I don't like it either because it literally makes me feel awkward but we have to learn to love ourselves so that we can take compliments and just say thank you and that's something that you know he will learn in time 
But now going back to the frustration part, like, do I make you frustrated? Frustrated. Am I frustrated every day? Not every day. It's just like once a week. Okay, because people probably think that I'm literally yelling at my child all the time. And you know what? As a parent, you're not supposed to be their best friend. But what you're not supposed to do is... You guys, you're yelling at me for no simple reason. When do I yell at you? For no simple reason. So when you said to your brother, you better cook me noodles. Am I supposed to I just let it go? I didn't say, you better cook me noodles. Oh, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I said, mom wants you downstairs. Nope. <laughs> That's what I said to my you mother. Said, you said... Jaden, cook me noodles because mom said so. Did you say that? No, I laughed. It's not funny. Okay. I me... laughed and say nothing. Okay. I so... laughed and say nothing. Okay, so let me, let me, this is always a teaching moment. So when someone's mean to you, okay, so last year he was bullied. If someone was mean to you and they laughed afterwards, do you think that's a joke? Yes. Okay, someone bullied you last year. You think that was a joke? Yes. Okay, what did they do to you last year on the bus? They called me a loser. Is that a joke? Are you a loser? Probably. No, you're not. You're not a loser. That's why it's not funny. You know, kids literally, your feelings get hurt and you're trying to be tough right now. And I need you to be, you, these people know they are parents and they know, they want to, you got to help other kids. Okay. Is it a joke for if somebody did to other kids, do you think it's funny? Would you laugh? You wouldn't do that to other kids. No, but if the other kid do it for if the other kid do it, another kid, I'll probably laugh because why would you laugh? Why would you laugh if someone calls somebody a loser or takes something out of your their book bag? And well, to, well, everyone's laughing. I'll just go to the end and laugh secretly. You will laugh secretly, or would you cry? You gotta be real, cause what if somebody's if not me, as strong yes, as you? I'll, cause you're strong. Me, I'll just hide my emotional and then keep on going with the day, and then lock myself in the room until I die. What? Tell you why would you say that? You want why would you it's my own secrets. Don't tell me any more any more things. Yeah. That literally breaks my heart. Why? You wanna lock yourself in the room and till you die? That's no, not serious. Lo lock my feelings until I die. I don't want you to lock your feelings. You know that's unhealthy. And I don't want you to do that. You have to talk your feelings out. That okay, so that actually makes me break I don't wanna Would you say it's life? It's not life for you to keep that emotions inside. And this is a, it's not your life. And that's the reason it's actually breaking my heart right now. And this is so raw and unfiltered and real. Like I'm trying not to be emotional, but this is what I'm talking about. Like if you're not talking to your kids every day and understanding them, you, I wouldn't have heard that today. And it's not okay for your kids to feel that way. And they are sponges and they take a lot of things in. And he's so amazing. And it's, it breaks my heart. And this is the reason why it's so important to have mental illness awareness. It's so important to talk to your kids, to talk to them like they're grownups, to talk to them in a way that they understand that they're amazing. Um, and it's a work in progress every day that I have to remind my kids that they're amazing. Um, as much as I'm tough, what I am also is a mom and I and I have mental illness myself and I didn't have this as a kid where my I was able to talk to my parents and I'm like having emotions right now. Um, but uh, this will get
taken care of. Um, or his dad will. I, can I tell daddy that? No. Okay. Um, tell me what you want to talk about. Like, ooh. Just ask me a question. Okay, are you happy right now? The same answer that you did Q&A. Are you happy right now? Yeah. Uh, See, you listen. My q and didn't know he was listening, and he did. And everybody loved that podcast because I was being real. Uh, and this is good podcasting right now because you're being real. Maybe. Are you happy? You're maybe? Well, all the only thing that makes me unhappy is I'm lonely. Why are you lonely? You're busy on your work. Jay is going to stay at therapy with friends online and video games. Grandma's probably going to be knocked out and Grandpa is going to be at work and knocked out when you get home. How do I change that so you don't feel that way? I don't know. Do you think we should go on date night once a week? Once a week? And we can just do walking. We don't have to go out to dinner because, you know, we're saving money. We're budgeting. Yeah. But tell me how to fix this. I don't want you to feel lonely because maybe I'll work during the day instead of nighttime. And I put away a calendar for every hour to be with you because... Yeah, you we know, tried that and didn't work. I, well, right now, you know what? You're right. I'm going to, it doesn't matter. Bills doesn't matter. And he doesn't understand as a child. And it, literally, this is an opening moment for me. And this is the reason I wanted to do it. Because he's so raw. My kids are so raw. And very real like me. And he, we talk about feelings. And I clearly have missed this mark on being there for my kids and they feel lonely and that's I take full accountability for that and I'm so sorry okay when daddy gets here you know what right after this podcast let's go and do what you want to do what you want to do hold on mom hold on mom it's okay I'll make him another one I'll buy another one my mom's literally calling him after she knows if we're doing a podcast and she's not Mom, doing she that. she doesn't even know English. Yes, uh, she does actually. Grandma knows like eight languages and English is definitely one of them. Yeah, but she doesn't know like fully English. She, she knows. Okay, so don't say that because Grandma actually knows and actually you're putting her down. How am I putting Because if you, what if I said you don't know how to breathe and you don't know English or you don't know how to tie your shoes or you don't know how to. Prove them wrong. What did you just say? Prove them wrong. Exactly. You prove them wrong because he listens to me. You are nothing anybody tells you that you are. If someone says that you're ugly or that you're stupid, you know you're smart. Like, literally, he can fix my phone. No, I can't. Yeah, you did. How? Um, You downloaded apps. You know how to download. He knows how to do YouTube. I didn't know how to fix the TV. I literally couldn't watch my TV. And he fixed it. Yeah, you did. I couldn't watch. I don't know why you're being so negative no, about that's yourself. That's more like the HDMI. Everyone can do the HDMI. For some reason, I don't know how you get Okay, so do you know how to fix it or not? Like, if it's like the actual TV, no. If it's like HDMI problems, cord problems, yes. Okay, I don't know how to fix cord problems. So, do you know you're smart? No. I tell you that you're smart. Do you know you're handsome? Okay, that's what I'm saying. You think I'm lying when I call you handsome? First of all, you came out of me. Mom, You're I handsome. can't take. I can't take. A, I can't, can't okay. Take do you know that mommy loves you? Yes. Do you know that daddy loves you? Yes. Do you know that grandma loves you? Yes. Do you know that grandpa yes. loves you? Do you know that Jaden yes. loves you? Okay, 
Okay, so you know those things. So what does love mean? Love means as... If a kid doesn't know what love means, how do you, how do you tell a little kid that? How do I tell a little kid that love means? Love yeah. is like a throb feeling that really, really gets you out of your comfort zone without your like negative feelings pulled aside, your happy feelings like really, really open. <gasps> I don't think I knew what love means ever. How can I high five it? Um, see, I told you guys he's really smart. Okay, okay, I, I can't. I see all the feels when you're a parent. Um, do you know what divorce means? Yeah. What does it mean? It means a husband and wife that like you and dad get divorced. Why, what does that mean? Get split. Okay, do you know that, do you know that? Get on marriage. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about that star that says she on something. I forgot the word. Apple's mom. What's her name? Anyways, so do you remember when I told you a long time ago and every day that the reason why daddy and I aren't together is so that it's healthier for you and it has nothing to do with you and your brother. It has everything to do with a grown-up situation. It has nothing to do with you and we love you. No. You, you never heard mommy say that? No. What, do you, what did you hear mommy say? Nothing. About okay. the divorce? I can't remember. I'll probably like three when you got the divorce. So he's nine and he's right. He was three years old and I took him to the therapist, him and his brother, and he was young, but his brother was, so Jaden's about to turn 16 in April and we got divorced, 16, so 10, he was 10. And I literally took them to the therapist when I, the day that it happened because I didn't know how to deal with my kids' emotions and it was really for Jaden because Logan was still young and couldn't understand and I don't really bring up the divorce because it's not, it's not a part of us because we are a family unit um, still because every birthday party and every you know conference like we are very involved in our kids life and we co-parent like that because our kids come first um, Okay, so like Jaden's plays or like your birthdays, doesn't me and daddy come together? Well, yeah, besides this one time. Like, I still went to like an arcade, but this one time, like, my birthday, we were still at the movie house. Mm -hmm. I mean, not the movie house. We were still at um, the Crawford house. The Crawford house. And then, and then you have a lot of work to go on my birthday. Mm -hmm. I could have do anything. So don't you have like Besides three birthdays? Don't huh? you have like three birthdays? So it was, okay, so I remember that day and it was a day that I was feeling sick and it was right before my 35th birthday where I had a lot of work and I had uh, Eric take up the Chuck E. Cheese um, and that's not something that I am going to fully say again because I already said it in my podcast and there was a reason why mommy couldn't, but didn't I get you cupcakes that day? I took you to... Yeah, but that was an everyday thing. Like every birthday, at least a parent, at least for the birthday, gets something. Okay, so here's the thing. When I, and I told him this, and this is for the podcast listeners, but when I was growing up, I grew up in poverty. I didn't have birthdays. So my kids, and I told you that they think it's normal, that I always celebrate my kids' birthday, no matter their real birthday, no matter if it lands on Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. I either take them to, to dinner, I take them to Chuck E. Cheese, and then on that weekend, we do a party for them. And, like, we literally celebrate for, like, a whole week. But that week of, 
It was October 16, 2018. I remember this vividly because I was sad that I couldn't go and I literally was so sick. But Eric is such an amazing person. I asked him if he can take Logan because I asked Logan if we can go another day and he started crying. And I like, when my kids cry, I literally die inside. And I asked Eric, I was like, is there any way that you can take Logan to Chuck E. Cheese? And he was like, no problem. So Lo Eric took Logan and Jaden and I was in my room um, working and not feeling well, but I had to like work. Um, but he still remembers that. All your, everything that you do, if you don't think your kids hear and remember it, they do and they really do, they do take that to heart. And that's something that I still need to work on because I need to work on that. And if I don't talk to my kids every day or be open to them, because my parents were never, I'm not blaming my parents because they were working all the time, but they, I never got a chance to explain my opinion or how I felt or at all. And this is the reason why it's important for you guys to really talk to your kids every day. And not every day, but like, you. Every day, but like if like it's important to always be in the know of what your kids are thinking, um, because I had no idea that you felt this way. I thought we were good. I we were gonna go to Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, um, we were gonna go to Chick Fil A today, and then my neighbors came over, and I don't know how to say no, and I like wanted to hang out with them too, and I I didn't know how to do both because I didn't want to like not hang out with Logan and my neighbors before Eric came by and he and like Jaden's eating Jaden Logan's eating dinner now my mom's trying to get him and I have to let him go eat dinner um but he's huh sorry what's fine so he's eating dinner and I was going to take him to go get ice cream and I was trying to hit two birds with one stone but clearly I promised him something I told him something and I should have done it and this is the reason why it breaks Logan's heart because he's so He's an empath too, whatever. If I feel sad, he feels sad. When I'm mad, he's mad. Like he's literally like me. And that's the reason why I have to have my finger on my kid's pulse at all times. Even though he doesn't think that the reason why I work from home is so I can be with them. Like he doesn't know that because he's not an adult. He doesn't know that like every day that I can like walk him to the bus stop or see him from the window or pick him up from the bus stop, that's something that is not usual. He doesn't know that celebrating three birthdays for one child for one week is unusual because that's something that he's used to. And I broke that that one year and he still remembers that. And it's 2020, guys. So you think I'm going to make that same mistake over again. I won't do that. So probably if you have your own company, you got your own podcast. That doesn't, you're number one. You know that you are literally, I live for you, right? Like literally you and your brother is all I have and money doesn't come with me when I die. So I will literally pick over you and your brother over my own life at any point in time. When you're sad or when you're sick, when you're sad or sick, when you're, there's an emergency, who's there? And do you not feel that I'm there or no? You do. Okay, so a lot of parents can't do that. Some parents can't be there all the time because they have to work. But I make it an a, a important, and I, I'm not making it enough. I'm not making my life's, my kids' lives that important because if Logan feels frustrated or thinks I'm always frustrated or that I'm not there for him, then I'm not doing something right as a parent. And I'm sorry that I didn't mean to do that at all. And I completely will now understand that. And every day when I have you, we are going to play a game for 20 minutes and we're going to do homework together and we're going to have dinner together. Oh, I need to do homework. He needs to do homework, so that's what we're going to do. So 
what do you have to say to the listeners before we get off so we can do homework and you can eat dinner? Um, talk with your kids and don't be alone whenever or yeah, I have nothing to say. Okay, so, okay, so like, if kids get bullied, what, you, what would you tell them? If something happened, like, because you waited for a whole year to tell mom. So, if you were to rewind back time, or take, you're hitting the microphone. If you were to rewind back time, what would you do different? How would you tell yourself on what to do, or tell another kid how to protect his feelings so he doesn't cry, or like, save it until the, save it in his body, because that really hurts your body after a while. You don't know it because you're a child, but that really hurts your body and they have to let it out. How do you tell other kids to be happy? How do you, because I don't know. I'm really asking you a question because I really um, don't know. Don't be brave when there's something in your way. Just, just tell someone that can help you solve this quick, fast, so you can live your normal life. I love you. Can I have a hug? High five. You did a great job. Guys, uh, round of applause. My son is amazing. I'm going to go do homework and eat dinner with him because he's amazing. I love you. What? Yeah. Hello? I said I love you. Love no. you. Okay. There's only parents. There's no kids. It's okay. Like, he... You don't have to be cool. These are parents. I don't think they're parents. They are parents. Yeah. And they're really embarrassed. They're embarrassed? They're embarrassed. Oh, kids wow. are embarrassing. Alright, well, what? Kids are embarrassing or parents are embarrassing? Parents. Parents are embarrassing. That's another note, guys. Um, I always say be kind to yourself, love yourself, and I always blow kisses. Not blow kisses, but do. Have a good day. Now, what do you have to say? Blow kisses or like have a good. I don't know, say something nice. Have a good day. Alright, guys, I am here with Jaden, my six. Well, he's turning 16 in April, and to be honest, it's March, so. He's already 16. He's been 16 since he was born. No, he was 40 since he was born. So, uh, JD, you want to say hello? Hello. <laughs> so I interviewed Logan, and I think it's important that I interview both kids on the same podcast because one, I don't want them to argue that one is special than the other. And the other thing is I want you to hear both my kids, who I love so much. And this is unrehearsed, um, and I want them to speak freely like... <laughs> Y'all know Logan spoke freely, and Jaden definitely gonna speak freely. Um, so I asked your brother a couple questions. I don't even think we went into question. Kind of just went. He just went for it, right? So I'm not gonna filter anything. I want you to answer. I want you to answer truthfully and think about who. If your friends hear this, or like, no, just think about this. Like we're just talking normal. All right, gotcha. Okay. So your brother had mentioned um, that I'm frustrated. Frust he's like, I can't see. He's like, he kept on saying I couldn't say frustrated with the R. Frustrated. And I, I felt like I was frustrated all the time. And then I started talking to him some more and he was like once a week, but he doesn't really know the time of it, but you're really smart and you would tell me because I need to know myself. And this actually helps. So you know what my podcast is about? Mm-mm, kind of. What do you think it's about? There's uh, no right or wrong answer. Emotional mental health. Yes. Um, do you know why I'm talking about mental health? Uh, no. Okay, so do you know I have mental illness? Uh, yes, you have told me in the past. And you know why it's important for me to be open with you and your brother about mental illness? 
I understand. Stop talking like I under like okay. I don't know how this goes. Oh, like, what do you, why do you understand? Like, what do you understand? Because I really, these are really questions I need. I understand that you suffer from mental illness. That is the extent of my understanding. That's a good word, y'all. I'm telling you, he's smart. So, do you know why I suffer? I don't ever. First of all, um, anytime, you know it's hereditary, which by the way, I researched this. Uh, mental illness can be either hereditary or it could be because of trauma or it could be because of your surrounding and there's nothing wrong with mental illness as long as you get help for it some people don't need help and they just need talk therapy and talk to their friends but the severity of it needs to get diagnosed by a doctor and I didn't know this but do you know ADHD is a mental illness yes I didn't know that how did you know I take health class <laughs> I think health class. 20 years ago. Why you guys say 20 years ago, man? Nine, how old are you? 36? And you took it sophomore? Maybe 20 years ago. That's, that's about right. Right? Sophomore year? I took health class when I was 13. Oh, in middle school? That was like 22 years whoa, ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we'll say 22 years ago. Um, we didn't learn about mental illness when we were in health class. We learned about, I'm talking to the people now. We learned about like birds and the bees and we learned about drugs Facts. and not to do it. Well, we, we kind of do it in units. So our health teacher will break it down by the units. So it's like at home life, drugs, you know, depression, suicide, all that. So I talked to them a little bit about Logan, Logan. We can't hear you on the podcast. He's doing it on purpose. Um, I have Dory Brain. What was I saying? Mental oh, uh, uh, drugs, facts. Uh, Help class. And then you said something. Yeah. And I was saying something. You were like, we learn it in units. And da, da, da. Yes. What do they teach you about? Because they don't touch mental illness at all when I was 13. What do they touch about? Oh, that was going to remember. I remember now. Remember... Was it just, we had a physical done and every time okay so it's very different with ADHD meds you can talk to your brother better than I can don't scream in here but like can you say something to your brother Logan be quiet now he'll probably listen um so what was I saying dude I got Dory for you like I don't know what um what was I saying oh so okay so with ADHD meds they do anything, Xanax, any mental illness, narcotics, and things like that. Right. It's different now because of the heroin overdose. And so we used to be able to get it from our, well, not used to. I always got it from my psychiatrist. But the first dosage came from my primary care doctor. But the primary care doctor were getting kickbacks from, like, drug companies. And they shut that down because there were so many overdoses of heroin because apparently heroin... And I don't know, I don't, I talk, we'll talk about drugs and what I teach my kids and you can tell you yourself, but I don't, I have an addictive personality and I would never touch drugs like that because literally you get high and you get stuck and like, you can't come out. Like it's not, well, back in the day it was normal for us to smoke pot and like get into that like real quick and then get out because everybody wants to dab in that. But because pot now is legal, the cartels are literally lacing the the pot with things that you can get hooked with that's not legal. And I heard, I was told that through a police officer friend. So you can't even smoke pot 
without knowing who you're, you can't because you don't know what it's laced with. So now it's a different ball game. Like the way we grew up is way different. And he's right. Like I, 20 years ago is when I graduated high school. It wasn't even when I went to middle school. It was longer than that. It was 20, I can't do math and I'm like an accountant. Say it's 22. Yeah. To what 23, grade? 23, 23 years. What grade? <coughs> mm -hmm. I was 13, I'm 36. <laughs> well, this is terrible because, anyway, it is 23 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, 23 years ago, I was 13. 23 plus 13, 36. Yeah, why am I questioning myself? Um, but, it's your dad. Um... Anyways, I've been talking to his dad all night after, not all night, but uh, Eric doesn't get off till nine. And I'm, I, we have to hurry up with this podcast so we can, so I can take the kids out for ice cream because I finished homework with Jaden, I mean Logan already. Um, so anyways, when we now, instead of the primary care doctor giving ADHD meds, now, you know, for adults, we have to go to a psychiatrist, but the kids still go to their pediatrician, but every three months before he gets a refill, he has to go to his pediatrician because they literally check to see if you're abusing the drug, if something is, you know, like just to make sure that it's not, because some antidepressants will make you want to, it has side effects. And when you get older or, you know, your body changes and, we checked for, you know, because Jaden's going through high school and everybody's gone through this, we, this is a weird spot for any of us in 10th grade, 11th grade. Like you're literally learning yourself and your your hormones are different and you're like, it's everywhere. Like it, he's tired, he takes naps and he never takes naps because he's doing growth spurt. And now on top of that, he's on, in honors classes. So like social media, um, the leading cause of death between the ages of 18 and 24 is suicide. And you guys can go Google that. And because of social media, and it's because of social media, um, some most of, well, it's social media and other things, but social media creates a higher percentage of suicide. So that's the reason why I have a podcast because people younger, younger are committing suicide. And with your brother getting bullied last year, and you know, he has OCD, did you know that? Mm -mm. And that's due to anxiety and ADHD. It's also mental illness, and I have that, and I didn't find out until you had it, and I went to grad school. But they take a, what tests do they take? Uh, the level of your depression. Like they took a like if well, you were. They made me fill out. Well, I was, I was at the doctor's office, and they made me fill out like this questionnaire, basically like asking me if I felt like normal depression symptoms, and if you answer it the way like based on how you actually feel they apparently they supposedly can diagnose you with depression but you could lie and you could say you're not feeling some of the symptoms or you could say you are so it's really up to the person if they want to be honest or not hmm. were you honest i mean I, this is literally yeah, i don't i think i already, i think i answered that pretty honestly i mean like i i don't think i have depression so i don't answer it to how i felt um, you know that if you don't answer it honestly, you're really just hurting yourself, right? Like that doesn't help. Mental illness is, you know, Anthony Bourdain is, you know, because you're really smart. Robin Williams and Kate Spade, um. all of them committed suicide because of mental illness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
all my podcasts, I talk about how when I cope, I cope with comedy, and that's why I have to laugh because I just do. And like Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle were like my go-to till this day. Um, and Dave Chappelle kind of fell off for me because I don't know. Well, the last Netflix special that I listened to, he talked right away about suicide, and he was talking about how Anthony Bourdain had this life and you know doing a job that he loved and he talked about and he compared it to his best friend who lived with his mom had a divorce blah 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 and he was like and he didn't commit suicide and that's the reason why no one talks about it and why there's a huge stigma because there's jokes around it everybody doesn't want to admit it nobody wants to tell people nobody wants to tell their parents nobody wants to tell their friends because they don't want to look like the weirdo and then the only time you find out is when it's too late because it's literally in your head and you have to if you guys don't think that all three of them didn't have the best medicine didn't have the best uh doctors didn't have a group of people around them all the time they i mean robert williams did comedy you know kate spade you know they're all mil i don't know their bank account but i know anthony Bourdain traveled and everybody was like i want to do his job but it's all in your head. It does not matter how much money you make. And it's important that we talk about it and make this, my goal is to not change the entire world. That's not gonna happen, that's not realistic. But I can start somewhere and I can at least touch the people that are around me. And most importantly, my kids have to be the ones, they're most important to me. It, they're more important than myself. And I always talk about you know the airplane thing where um, you have to, the laptop's about to die. Hey, Logan, can you get my charger for my laptop, please? Because the laptop's about to die. He's playing a game right now. Okay. So, you know the airplane thing about when you go on the airplane, you have to put your mask on first before you put your infant's mask? Do you know the concept of that? Yeah. What is the concept of that? So, basically, if you're in a plane and you're going down, you know, it's changing pressure. So, you have to put your mask on first because if you rush to go put your other person's mask on, you run the risk of not having anyone's mask on. So you could risk, you could save both of your lives or you could save no one's lives. So I mean like, it's, it's very situational. I mean like, it's the instructors, not, so that's, oh, the instructors always say to put yours on first so you can guarantee at least one life. Okay, so how do you relate that to the illness? Let me get a charger. Talk to the podcast. What's going on, podcast? I don't know. I feel like. I mean, like, I don't think I really gotta do it. I don't know. I feel like. Okay, let me answer it <laughs> so you can. Because it's not, it's definitely no wrong, no right or wrong answer, but I want you to understand the concept. So, 100% is not situational. 100% you have to save yourself first so that even an infant, like they said to put your mask on first before you even put an infant's mask on. An infant doesn't even know a mask because you run the risk, any percentage, whether it's 1%, you run the risk of not saving both your lives. So how can you save your infant's life if you can't even save your own? So that's why self-care is important. That's why love yourself. All of these memes are telling you, put your mask on first because you cannot save anybody else if you can't save yourself. So you're basically, 
So mental illness is saving yourself from yourself. Like nobody, you can bring somebody to the water, but you can't drink that water for that person. So what parents are supposed to do are supposed to take your kid to the water, but you can't drink the water for your kid. And a lot of people, even parents, especially Asians, don't talk about mental illness because you know that there's no word for mental illness in Asia. It's mm-hmm. literally crazy. It's crazy. Well, at least in Laos, there's no word. And if they made a word, it's not something that is no word. It's literally crazy. And in America in general, it's already a stigma. But in the Asian culture, you don't even talk about it. Like, my parents, I've never seen them hold hands. You literally are supposed to be this robot, this perfect robot, and you can't air out your dirty laundry, which is to complain about anything, to make any time, you can't look bad ever. That's why you see a lot of Asians, and this is not a joke, and I cope, and I'm laughing, but really, they have like designer things because, you know, they're trying to live oh, the American dream. The and they love their design. most of them are broke. Like they, you know, there's this meme out there like, I'd rather have a $2 purse and $98 um, in my purse than buy $98 and have $2 in my purse. And it's, I lived the other way where I would buy a $98 purse and then have $2 in my pocket where now it's the other way around because I broke the cycle. So it's important for me to talk to my kids and be open. Like I am tough because whatever, I try not to be like my mom, but I find myself being like my mom sometimes. And I go to therapy and pay a lot of money so I don't turn out like her. But whatever you see growing up is how you how you are going to end up being. But you can change that. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But I make it a goal of mine to be proactive that I don't repeat the verbal abuse and the mental abuse that I got on a daily basis. And I find myself talking to Logan and Jaden the way my parents, well, not my dad, but my mom, and she didn't know it. She's coping with mental illness herself. She doesn't know it. She talks, she loves us, but she doesn't know how to love us. So she doesn't, she never apologizes. And I go out of my way to make sure, like if I punish my kids, they know why they get punished. And I try to say sorry to them. Um, I'm not trying to be their best friend. If my kids hate me, then I'm doing, I'm, I'm parenting correctly. And it's not like they're not gonna fuck up because that's how they learn. But you are supposed to be the parent, but also not squeeze them so hard where they are afraid to come talk to you. And that's where I have a problem with myself that I don't know how to balance that because of my anxiety. I think about the worst case scenario, like, like how long did it take me to feel comfortable you going to the mailbox and getting the mail? Never. I still can't go to the mailbox. Do you know why? Um, I found. I figured out. Well, I found out. Through, through I'm just doctor. saying, like, let's all right, let's put this in a scenario. If mom went to the mailbox and someone kidnapped her, who would be better fit in that situation? You, my mom, or me? The more physically strong, like phys- scientifically, I have more stronger muscle fibers than a woman. Yes. I completely understand and it's not and you know what he thought logically and rational about that I love that he thought that way and I just found out at 36 why I do that so I recorded with Jaden for an hour and a half and it literally deleted and I'm not gonna make him redo it because now it's 10 12 but let me finish off what anxiety is it's literally thinking of your worst case scenario and it, it will 
happen and it probably will never happen but in your mind everybody that walks this earth automatically thinks of the most negative thing and it you it came from like the caveman years where it's a fight or flight situation and they're thinking about the worst case scenario just in case that happens that's how they survive and we don't live in the caveman years anymore. We live in uh, the tech era. We live in first world. We are not living in, you know, you have to, you know, survive this way out in the cold. Um, so you have to adjust your mind. And the reason why I was so afraid of Jaden or Logan ever going to the mailbox without me being at arm reach is because I'm afraid my worst case scenario is something happening to my kids that they die. I don't want to say that because I don't want to put that on the universe. But I understand now why I don't let my kids out of my sight. And now that Jaden's older and I, you know, I learned about what that is, I have to let him be. I let I have to let him be a teenager. I have to let him grow. I have to let him now let him go to the park with his friends. And I have to literally, even though it makes me nauseous, I know that he's going to be safe, and that I have to understand myself that that's he's not going to get kidnapped he's not going to be one of those cases where i that i find him dead in the woods and or never see him again so that's in my head and i have to literally remember that all the time because i have mental illness and it's a, i told you it's an everyday battle and i can't stop Jaden from growing it doesn't do anything for him except <laughs> make it make it worse and that's what anxiety is and I'm learning about myself and I'm learning about my child and my child's learning about himself and essentially for that hour and a half hopefully he'll come back because he was like I'm tired and thank god the kids don't have school tomorrow because I'm gonna get you know Eric to be on this podcast for a few minutes because he did work a 12-hour day and I just wanted to really wrap this up hoping that I picked up Jaden's but I didn't but you can at least understand where the kids are coming from um, Jaden had a hard time what what I picked out out of that entire thing was that the divorce really does affect the kids and Jaden thought he would has the temper and he didn't know that that was part of his coping mechanism to deal with the divorce and now he knows that he's not a bad kid he literally tried to figure it out himself and um, I am gonna have him do a takeaway out of that like summarize it what would you tell the kids what would you tell the parents of how to save you know kids from committing suicide because they are afraid to talk to their parents they're afraid to talk about mental illness and Jaden basically said that it's because of the culture he said and I, I wish he will say this again and I think he will but boys are not you know they're not allowed to talk about their feelings they're not allowed to you know everybody make fun of them and he actually said it right when he said that that's the reason why he doesn't know the statistics and he's completely right is that there's more boys that, that actually um, commit suicide than girls and it's not but girls have the more attempts but that the boys are the ones that actually end up dead um, the follow-throughs basically and um, the ages of 18 to 24 um, that's the that's how we lose our kids 
and young adults is through suicide. It's You can Google it because I Google everything. I don't believe anything. But go ahead and Google between the ages 18 and 24 what the leading cause of death is. And I can tell you that it's suicide. So it's important that you talk to your kids. It's important that um, that you have a pulse on your kids. I always say that. And Jaden has a psychiatrist, so is Logan, and the pediatrician is involved, and the teachers are involved because it's important for me to and their and their dad to know where our kids are mentally, um, to make sure they're not hurting themselves, to make sure that they know that they can release, you know, their feelings a different way. If they can't talk to the parents, they can talk to a psychiatrist, a therapist, their friends. But my kids are equipped. Our kids are equipped because. Education is very important that you educate your kids about mental illness and it is a thing. One in four Americans um, have mental illness. Um, so, you know, you really do need to educate yourself. Don't take my word for it. Um, I'm just so sad that we missed that whole hour and a half because I didn't listen to Jaden. He was like, you might want to, you know, run that back to see if it actually recorded. And I never had a problem, but it is what it is. I lost it. and. He basically said there's a balance between because he was against therapy for a while and then now he knows that like you know he'd rather talk to his friends but the professional is a psychiatrist the professional is the therapist to tell them how to cope but you have to have a balance of letting your kids talk to their friends letting your kids you know be them and also get involved when you need to because at one point Jaden did have a hard time with you know, changing schools, uh, the divorce, um, being a teenager, and he did get into trouble. And it was because he was trying to cope with his mental illness in the wrong direction. I was able, his dad and I were able to pull him back and save him where he, you know, I, I don't know if, you, if I said this or not, but you are not to be your kid's best friends. You are there to equip them and educate them enough so they can survive on their own when you're not around. And, you know, if I ever leave this planet or their dad leaves this planet, I'm, I'm confident that Jaden will be all right, but Logan's not old enough and hopefully nothing happens. But you have to educate your kids because I told you stupid goes viral in, nowadays because if your kids pick up things from their stupid friends because they don't know shit, because you remember when we thought we knew shit, but we didn't, um, stupid goes viral really fast. So be a parent and educate your kids about mental illness, about birds and the bees about drugs and be honest with them and they will be honest with you if you don't let your kids be themselves or you literally squeeze your kids to i don't want to say death but if you squeeze your kids you know they're not going to want to talk to you they're not going to want to be open to you and he did say the reason his dad helps them because i'm like what do you what would you tell the kids now if they were listening right now how would you help the kids now if they wanted if they were going through some depression, um, what would you say to them? And then he was he was saying that like, you know, what really helps is that dad talked to me like a man. He talked to me like a human being and he talked to me man to man and he didn't talk to me like a child and we had a really candid conversation and I felt like, you know, I had my voice heard and I said, well, what age did that start with? Because, you know, Eric and I got divorced at when he was 10 years old and it was a rough beginning for all of us and i said well, when did you find out like when does that start to talk man to man was it you know he was just like when when i can understand like so it doesn't start at 15 it doesn't start at 13 it starts when they are born so boys need their dads 
obviously there's situational issues where they don't have a dad, but when I say that Eric and I co-parent, it doesn't mean that we're not having a difficult, difficult time doing it because we are human, but we both know that our kids come first. And when we are in an argument or we are not getting along, it the kids are the ones that feel it. Uh, we're adults, we can adjust, but the kids are the one that is taking it the hardest. So remember that when you're just upset with your ex-husband or ex-wife, that don't take it out on the kids when you're mad at them, taking full custody just because you, know, you don't think because you're mad at the other person because that affects the kids it does not affect it does affect us but we can we can survive we're adults and we're kids they're still trying to learn how to adjust with their own emotions and me growing up i wasn't able to talk to my parents and now both my kids you heard them and they were very candid and i wish i did not mess up the way i did with Jaden's recording but it is what it is and he will come back on when he's comfortable doing it, but I, an hour and a half, I'm not gonna make that kid come back here. Um, and he's right, it's long, and I wanna get Eric in here um, to kind of wrap this whole thing up. Um, thank you for doing this, because I know you've been working for 12 hours, but he heard both kids' podcasts, well, all of Logan's and the first part of Jaded's, but he, can, he knows, obviously, both of our kids. So we wanted to be responsible parents and wrap this up for like a nice little bow so you guys can do what you do with this podcast. But my listeners did ask because there's so many divorced friends of mine or divorced fans. They wanted to know what the kids thought about our divorce and how it affect them because what Eric and I have, to be honest, high five, we co-parent like a beast. Um, and it's not actually common on what we're doing, uh, where we celebrate birthdays together, where we celebrate our kids, um, where we celebrate our kids' birthdays together, where we try to do things together with our kids, and that's not normal. So, um, say hi, Eric. Hey, what up, podcast line? <laughs> Um, so you heard the kids talking about our divorce, like what divorce and just mental illness in general, like I was mind blown about Logan and Jaden both, like how they felt and what they really thought, like what are your, when you're listening to them, what were your feelings? Because we listened to it together as a, as a family guys, like Eric, me and both kids listened, we re-ran the recordings and listened to it at the same time. Go ahead. What, what do you? What, how do you feel when you're hearing your kids, our kids, talking about the divorce and mental, like the whole podcast? Like what made like first Logan and then Jaden? I mean, I'm super proud of both of them just for, just for knowing how they feel and being in touch with their feelings. You know, to understand what they're feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a tough thing. I mean, I, I was kind of a product of. A split family and do you want to tell your background so they know I didn't say anything about your background because my whole big thing is that people tell their own stories like right. I only have mine so do you want them to know your background because they already know my background with mom and dad like how they are and like what is your background Logan your dad and I are on a podcast 
Jay, do you want to jump in since you we lost your recording or no? Okay, so anyways, can you can you can you quiet down your brother because he's all over? So you want to tell the listeners about your background? Um, so my dad and my mom met when my dad first came over from the Philippines. Um guess they had me as a love baby. Um, but they didn't last too much longer after that. And uh yeah. My mom lived in a tough neighborhood in Baltimore and um Your mom's white. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> mom, what is it, Mestizo? Yeah. My mom's definitely white. What does that mean? They're She's not def- Filipinas. Definitely the whitest of the white. What's mestizo mean? Um, it's just basically meaning light skin or kind of like a half white, half Filipino type of thing. How about I didn't know? Did you know I didn't know you were Polish until I started working at this one place and my boss was Polish? And then you were like, I'm Polish. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't really know that either. <laughs> you didn't know you were Polish? I, I kind of did. I mean... Wait, were you telling me that and didn't know it for sure? Did you confirm no, it? No, I knew. I oh, knew. I was like... But growing up, I didn't know I was half Polish. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. And it, Lo, can you... I can't. Logan's not listening. Can you tell him? Because he's literally in the podcast right now. Please. No, he's good. Help me. Phone a friend. Help me. Just hurry up because this is dead air right now. Alright, well. Alright. Okay. Okay. Seriously, literally, Logan, you're about to be in timeout. One, turn that off. Literally, you're in the background and your friends are going to hear this. I will delete this if you go upstairs and literally turn off that phone upstairs. If you want to listen to that, go upstairs in mommy's room. Daddy. Yeah. Well, he's giving me attitude. You could ask nicely. You could ask nicely. I did ask nicely. Seriously? We got them all in his field. Why are you no, playing me? Good. Good. See? No. <laughs> Why did you? No, anyway, okay. Okay. What were we saying? I have Dory Rain. Okay, so it, oh, because he's oh right, so he's half white, half mm-hmm. Filipino. Okay, there you go. So his parents are not together, but then his mom, his dad remarried to a Filipino, and you have yes. okay. So how he and I met was through my best friend. Do, do I say her name? His sister. Um, and he, how old are you? Well, do you want to tell people? I don't know. He's like eight years older than me. Forty-two. I don't think you're 34. No, I'm 42. Well, obviously, why am I talking about age? I'm 36, he's 42, and when I was growing up with his sister, he was way older than us, so obviously when I went over her house, he was like out because he was grown. So I didn't meet him until I was 18. So anyways, he came from a broken home, but your dad remarried and then you lived with your dad. Yeah. After after he finished college, yeah. which by the way I found out what your dad does because I work with engineers. Now I know why he's so like to himself because he's super smart and he like doesn't like talking to people. It's not like he doesn't like talking to people. Is when you're super smart, you like talk to people. Yeah, not, my dad is super smart. He's super when it comes smart. to math or he's an engineer. It's I don't know what kind of engineers. It's like the smart ones. The, the smart engineer. Anyways, um, anyway, <laughs> the smart one. Um, but what do you? We're both proud of our kids. I had no idea what they were feeling. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Like, I was shocked, and I was like, once I was done with Logan's podcast, what did I text you? And I was like, what did I say? 
You said that your heart was breaking. Well, I said <laughs> I would pick up the. Um, I was like, hey, because I, because he high five. He just got this awesome job, and he. We tried to be near each other so that the kids don't have to be in the car for a long time. So I make it, and he makes it a conscious effort to make sure that we're not, because we share fifty-fifty custody. That was never a question that we're going to do that. And we make sure the kids are not in the car for more than they have to be. So he actually got a job down the street from my house, so it's perfect. Um, but he started his new job and he worked a 12 hour day and I'm literally dragging him to get on this podcast because we're trying to both help our kids and help you guys understand what, you know, Jaden said this and <laughs> it's deleted. We're not professionals. We're not a psychiatrist. We're not a therapist. What we are, are a divorce family that are raising our kids together and doing the best that we can. And so we're using our experience and letting you guys know what we're doing. We're not telling you how to live your life. We're not telling any of that, but we can give you the insight from our point of view. And then you can take this as you want to. And Jaden did say that, but I deleted it. <laughs> I didn't delete it, I didn't record. So um, did you know that, that both kids had that much, uh, it's not problems, but like they had, did you have mental illness, do you think? Did I have mental illness? I don't think mental illness was a big thing when I was growing up. No, because we talked about it. Jaden said he learned about mental illness when he was in health class. He's like, duh, we talked about mental illness. And I was like, I didn't we talk about mental illness. We talked about, about the birds and the bees yeah. and drugs. Yeah. And this, be now our kids, and I was saying this earlier, and I don't know what picked up or not, but our kids are living a tougher life than us in the sense of bullying and things going viral. Like when we embarrassed ourselves when we were teenagers, it, the people there and us knew about it and people had to retell the story, but now it's caught on camera and it could live on forever if it gets caught on camera and then it can go viral. So, you know, the leading cause of death between the ages of 18 and 24 is suicide. So we wanna make it we're not going to change the world, but what we can do is touch the people that we can touch and change from starting with us first. Um, and hopefully it reaches the masses um, about our story and how, you know, what we're dealing with. Um, I didn't know I had mental illness until we went to marriage counseling. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know I had it. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought I was just, I just lived, like what you would do. Like you just kind of just. It is what it is, and we're gonna fight through it how we know how to survive. So I have, there's seven mental illness, you know that? I didn't know that, I didn't know that till. I, I could have told you a long time ago, yeah. I have five, <laughs> you got mental illness. <laughs> it is what it is. You, you got mental illness, it is what it but is. I got diagnosed. Yeah. But see, I have five out of seven. Do you know that? I can believe it, I didn't okay, know so that. Okay, so which one do I, I have? I would say, this crazy one? What? No? <laughs> no? That's how I'm, right. So don't make it funny. Okay, he's being funny, but crazy is not one of them. Okay. So let me just say, because this fool is going to party. I know you have ADHD. Yeah, I, I didn't find that out. I know you have OCD. Mm -hmm. um, depression. Depression. Anxiety. Anxiety. PTSD. Okay, PTSD. I didn't know. I thought PTSD was from the village. Like, you couldn't have PTSD nah. unless you're in the middle. I didn't know that. It was from trauma. PTSD. Anything. Do you, 
from trauma. Okay, so and what... I know you had traumatic experiences when you were. Younger. Yeah. So Eric knows everything about me. So there's nothing to hide about that. He's like, we know everything. Um, but I just know what PTSD means and what the symptoms are. I know it's post-traumatic, but yeah. did you know what it in the definition of PTSD what it says or the symptoms of it? I just learned this. What is it? It's when you've already gone through the trauma and PTSD is when you're trying not to feel that trauma again. So it triggers it and like yeah. literally you have flashbacks and yeah. you're avoiding everything to make yourself feel that again. So you start. 100%. I didn't know that it was flashbacks and I. And you set up these defense mechanisms yeah, to never like feel that wall, way again. Right. So. so then you do whatever. Like most people that does that ends up anything with trauma. Um. Okay, there's a show and I just all these things we learn I don't know if you do the same thing but I learned through life or myself because our parents were we didn't talk about our feelings and they just came to the United States so it's like we were both born and raised here and we had to live the Asian cultural life and also live the American life and then try to balance those two yeah the Asian it's, culture definitely doesn't doesn't do anything with feelings and stuff like that no like, at all and it literally like i never talked to my dad about things i was feeling or anything like that I well mean, okay why didn't you because i it makes me want to like see if it's the same thing as Jaden. if he feels the same way i wonder at 42 when you were you know is it the same thing with the boys that are being raised now with mental illness do you guys feel the same way and i think you guys do so how do you why do you think that it was talked about or if you can talk about it what made it so difficult i mean just being a male you know what i mean it's like you're not it's almost seen as like a weakness you know and and that's exactly what and guys aren't really said yeah guys like you're weak and you don't want to get made fun of you don't you can't talk about your feelings yeah. but he was and Jaden said it's a, a dangerous game to play um, 100%. I mean, if you look at these professional athletes nowadays, I mean, there's athletes that are killing themselves, they're depressed, you know, they have all these anxieties, and I think now it's just becoming, people are becoming more aware of it. Why do you, like, can you get more into these athletes? Like, because I don't, obviously, this is a real question, I don't know mm -hmm. that they're committing suicide. Like, I know that one guy uh, that went to jail because, um, because he ended up killing some, yeah, like yeah. because there was a homosexual, like uh, I don't know if that's the truth, but right. So is that something you're? Was that the story you're talking about, or another story? Oh no, there's there's plenty of cases, like. But I think that has to do with um, with a CTS or something like that, where it's, right. it's like a brain injury from all the concussions and stuff. Oh, you're talking about had. football, but we're talking yeah. about like mental illness. There, mm -hmm. let's just they don't they're not playing football and they want well, to hide yeah so aaron hernandez would be one of them i'm sure something i'm sure the football had something to do with it but mm -hmm. he was afraid to talk about his feelings because he was supposed to be this big bad dude handsome dude um had you know a baby mama and he's a star quarterback Nah, he was a tight end see i don't know shit about football but I know him because he was handsome and he killed himself because there was a secret that he was like uh, undercover. Yeah. And he ended up committing suicide 
So Jada said the same thing, actually. He was like, there. he says, it's the culture. It's because guy, boys are not supposed to have, talk about feelings. And he says that, um, you know, you can't. You're seen as, you're seen, if as you're talking weak. about feelings, yeah. You're seen as soft or you're seen as weak or something like that. Maybe. And he was anti, Jaden was anti-therapy. Uh, anti psychiatrist like he was like I don't have to I just want to talk to my friends and I knew for a fact he was getting into trouble and I Eric and I were both at our with end of him last summer and I was like he needs to see a psychiatrist and Jaden said the balance of that is you, you can't force anybody to go to therapy if they don't want to do talk therapy it will never work um, so Jaden realized that therapy was helping him and but there was a balance of he wanted to talk to his friends and also a balance of knowing that the therapists and psychiatrists are the expertise in there they help him cope and he said it was nice to have his therapist or his psychiatrist like on speed dial that he's able to talk to somebody else and like it helped him talking to you like man to man mm -hmm. um and do you have like what do you say about that i feel I like it's important for a young male to have his father in his life, like 100%. Like, if they can, and we're no not, no matter how, we're not judging people that can't have that happen, but if there's a possibility, yeah. the boys, I can, let me tell you something. Eric and I's divorce was not the easiest thing. Okay, it was ugly. Um, but I never had a moment in my life that I was like, I'm gonna take full custody at all because I, I'm a woman. I can't teach a boy how to be a boy. Let me see. I can get married 5,000 times, but that's not their dad. They love their dad. And I never, it, it, the only person that it hurts is the kids. Yeah. And they suffer a lot. And you can hear it in their voice. Like it breaks my heart, but it's, a, they have to learn how to cope with that themselves. And we can't keep on protecting them. So um, that's yeah, the only thing we can do is really just be there for them. And it's still hard for us. Like, for sure. Do you think it would have been different if you had, if you, if we had therapy in our marriage, like not in our marriage, but if you had therapy as a young kid and I had a therapy as a young kid, do you think our marriage would have lasted? Because we both basically were kids when we had Jaden and then we got married and like we played adults with trying to deal with mental illness and then living with, like having my parents live with us and then me and you trying to like adjust two worlds colliding is never an easy thing yeah. but then two worlds colliding as a teenager having a newborn working I was going to school I was never home like we never saw each other like he couldn't talk about his feelings and you don't know this but I learned your love language and I'm guessing it can you tell me if it's do you know what your love language don't tell me but do you know what your love language if you is say it, then I'll tell okay you. so do you know what the five love languages yes, okay I, I didn't know that. okay didn't so read that book. me well, now I did. Okay. But after one. looking back at it, when I first got divorced with Eric, I played the blame game like shit. Like, even though I was nice to him, I was like, it was Eric's fault. It, no, it takes two people to be in a relationship and it takes two people for a divorce. I, I, I hold myself accountable fully of what I did wrong. And I didn't want to take what I did wrong in our marriage into another relationship because that... I didn't know that I demasculated him by making a decision and never asking him. That was something that I did and it's, uh, I have to say sorry now, like I was never able to apologize, but when you, I'm, it's crazy for me to talk about this now, but it's really important for me to be old school now in a relationship that I know a man has to be a man in the house and the woman needs to 
not to say I'm playing my role, but because I'm, I got opinions with dates, but back in the day, they didn't get that many, like, this is my, this is my feelings. Okay. Like, don't send me a hate mail, but these are my feelings back in the day. There wasn't that many divorces because you literally had a role that you played. But now we're so we're forced as a mom to be the housewife, to be, you know, bring in the money, then get the kids ready and have your husband's clothes and food. Like so many things has to happen. Then like that's the American, right? But then when you throw the Asian thing, then you have to be really conservative at home, but you have to be more American than Americans out there. And it literally drove me fucking nuts. And I, and Eric, unfortunately, was the brunt of my beating of me trying to cope with my mental illness. Do I believe that we would have made it? I don't know, I can't tell the future, but I just know that we were going in two different roads because we were both trying to survive in different ways and it was not connecting. And I don't blame that on Eric and I don't blame that on myself. It literally is, the whole thing is, your whole entire life, whatever is made for you, is made for you. That's the path that you're supposed to walk in. That's what I believe. And it's either a lesson or a blessing. You either take it as a lesson or you take it as a blessing. It's either or and you, no matter how you're trying to dodge shit, you can't dodge it. Like if it's your life, it's your life. If you're meant for that person, you end up together. No matter how you tried to hide from shit, you literally can't. It, it is your path. Right? Yeah. You believe that? Yeah. I mean, you can hide from a lot of people. You can't hide from yourself. Hell no. You can be running around in circles forever. And I told him that I was addicted to gambling and that was my drug of choice. And it nearly ruined my life. Um, and I'll get that into another podcast of how it ruined my life. And maybe I'll even get um, my old boss on here. But because um, we talk now, but it almost ruined my entire life and I was married to Eric when it happened so let's just continue about wrapping this up with mental illness and our kids and how we deal with it but it is different like this is our first time talking about this ever about mental illness our kids our divorce like ever the podcast this is what do you call that when you're just like relational like this is this is a the, the therapy well, it's therapy, therapy but like it, it it's Oh, well, I try to make it be like everybody's, but uh, what is that newsflash? Like CNN is like, oh, this is, you know, just in. <laughs> Come on, get it. I don't know. What that just is. in, like this is new news. Like y'all are the first one to know. God, okay. Anyway, he understands what I'm saying. He's just tired. Um, breaking news. <laughs> yes, breaking news. He, oh my God. What, is... what I meant to say. Um, but this is the first time we talked about it ever, about anything. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Like, this is not normal that, you know, this is not normal, right? Like, two exes have, like, some people still drag their divorce for, like, a million years just to fucking be spiteful. Like, yeah. I know that I talked to There's a lot no of divorcees. Did no you? Like, that. it's like a mag, it's like whatever you are, you attract those, not, first of all, the cool fuck, I'm that. But I don't know why. Does it say divorce on our forehead? Because people are like, oh, you're divorcing? How you know? How you know that? And then you start telling stories. And you're like, vibe. and it's like, it's definitely a vibe. They Plus, tell you stories, and you're like, that's not how we are. I mean, it seems like everybody's divorced now. Yeah, but like the relationship, like they're like, oh, I don't talk to my husband. Oh, I don't talk to my wife. We don't co-parent. We don't even like talk. You get more of that, or you get more of this. Us talking. Yeah. Was, yeah. But I mean, what's the point? Wait, which one what's though? The point of not. Which one do you get more of? When you talk to a, to a divorcee, divorcee, um, 
Yeah, I get a lot of the I hate my ex. Yes. Type of thing. And I'm not saying that we like loved each other at the like shit. We hated each other, but we knew because we're both could have common sense, and we both are. We came from nothing and came became something out of our like not. Now I'm saying that our parents didn't help us, but we lived a fucking pretty hard life, and we made something of ourselves. Yeah. And I think that really helped us cope with what we're dealing with now. And we both didn't. We both felt I had abandonment issues, and so do you. I'm not diagnosing. I'm like, no. That's the reason. One hundred percent me. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I am Mr. Abandoned. (laughs) Just to let you know. Yeah, and you know, coping mechanism why we're so fucking funny is because how we cope. Humor. Yeah. So. Humor. You gotta laugh at yourself. Yeah, because or you'll cry, and literally you don't want to because life is so already fucking hard. But we both have an abandonment issue, and we didn't want that for our kids. I think we didn't yeah. say that, but we knew that within ourselves. Now we can talk about it, but we're like, we love our kids. Both of us love our kids the same way. Um, and we, I'm not saying, I'm not talking for you, but I'm saying for myself, I don't want my kids to fucking feel that. That is a horrible feeling. I didn't know I had abandonment issues because my parents are always there, but they weren't because they're always working and I had abandonment issues. Yeah. But. I mean, mine was basically my mom just pretty much just gave me up to my dad. Which I mean, how you think about it, you're like, now that I think about it, yeah. Now that I think about, I mean, it was in the best interest for me at the time. But but even through our marriage, you didn't feel that way. No, I no. I was mad at his mom. I had never seen her before in my life uh, because I was mad of what you know Eric's story was, and I always had his back. Like obviously. Because we were married, I had his back, and I never even listened to her story. I never even, and I wasn't even old enough to fucking rationalize, and I didn't even know I had mental illness. But we were both mad. Remember that one time when she called and she was in the hospital, and you're like, nah, I'm not visiting her. She wants me to visit her. And you're yeah. like, nah, I'm gonna go brush my teeth or something. Like, it's not funny, but yeah. like, he didn't give two shits. And now we can both see it stepping back because we were in, when you're in the trenches, so you don't see it. But stepping back, you're like, well, shit, if I lived with her, yeah, I mean, how would I turn I'd out? I'd definitely be dead or in jail or something. I mean, it was, a, it was the right play to let me go live with my dad, live and a better life, have more opportunity and stuff like that. But we never thought that we were married. No. I mean, a selfish me is just like, you know, we were angry. where the hell's my mom at? You know what I'm saying? My mom was never there for any of this stuff. So Our divorce was pretty bad for him, too, and I felt horrible, but... I, yeah, you have to probably, live for yourself, and I didn't know what I'd done, but... the toughest part but in he, my life, but... He literally, though, you come out of it. When you're a fighter, this man is like, you're fucking working the same job when I first met you. Now. Fucker. Yeah. And he... he okay. You became a butterfly, okay? Ooh, caterpillars. Is that what? Yeah. Okay, and yeah. we became butterflies. It's eventually going to happen with hustlers and people like us. Whether it takes longer, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, we're going to come up and we're going to be about our kids. And we're going to support each other. We're not going to, I don't know. I feel like you've always, like he's always going to be my best friend. Like I love him as a person and I'll never want anything to happen. And even when we were when we first got divorced, like if something happened to him, I would be upset. Like it. It it's just didn't work out romantically for us. 
and that's tough to say, but our kids are amazing. They're like a yeah. product of us, and it's like so nice to be like, damn, we lived, we fucking got a, we got divorced, and our kids like, like knock on, knock on this glass, but knock on wood, like they're fucking smart and funny, and like have a personality, and they're able to talk to both of us, both of us about really anything. Yeah, whatever. And I can't say that's like for everybody that's like that. So we count our blessings. And like, I'm not saying that we don't have hard times, but sometimes Eric and I don't. But when shit hits the fan, when I found out I had cancer, I'll tell you something, he showed up. Yeah. And it was like, no questions. Like, I remember, was it after my surgery? And I was watching movies and like, I couldn't, like, cause my meds made me so sleepy. And like, we watched a 10, like you watched me watch, watch me sleep while, no, you didn't watch me. I watched 10 movies. Like when I got out of my surgery, yeah, I didn't know you could do this, but you can, people can send you movies through iTunes and amazing. I had a great support system and they sent me movies through iTunes and Eric just like watched it with me. And I would think that he'd leave after like the first movie, but he just high five. He stayed there and watched the movie with me and then he tried to fix my TV and like. Crazy Rich Asians. That's what we want. Oh my God, that's such a good movie. Yeah. Dude, that shit is funny. Yeah, Asians, man. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap this up, but <laughs> tell them this. I want to tell them the story about how. Okay, so when I was pregnant, okay, I was 19 years old, and my parents didn't even know I held hands with the dude. So Eric and I were young, and to be honest, I didn't want to ruin both of our lives, and we were broken up. And I was like, look, I don't want to ruin both of our lives, so I'm gonna. If you don't want this kid, I'm gonna take this kid. Like it was just really stupid of me to be, but I was like. I don't take child support, nothing, right? So anyways, we were broken up, but Eric finally came around when I didn't know that he was gonna come around <laughs> physically. So I went, I was six, seven, six months pregnant and I went out to go get something to eat because I'm hungry, right? So I'm out with your sister. Your sister and Christine? Probably. To, um, um, we went to go get bubble tea in College Park, I remember, oh, and yeah, I, wanted, right. I wanted fried uh, pork, pork with chops. rice. You wanted that pork chops with the okay. yum sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we're in College Park, okay? That's like 25 minutes away from my house. And I'm living with my parents and Eric's living with his parents at this point. But Eric decided that he wants to drop himself uh, off at my house and tell my dad who he is. Let alone, okay, let me take something. My parents were so strict. They not only wanted me to marry an Asian, they wanted me to marry uh, a lot a Laotian that was Catholic that was a doctor okay like little okay so then I was like well I got the little bit of the Asian part right he has the Filipino he Asian. Asian and then he 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 texted he me he wears drugs but he ain't no wait, doctor wait, so, he, so, he texted, <laughs> so Eric texted me he was like I'm at your front door and what did you say I just knocked on that door and I thought you were there I don't know why I thought you were there I think maybe your car was still there or something but I knocked on the door and I'm, it's pitch black in there. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And then I see the hallway lights flicker on and I'm like, all right, cool. Somebody actually heard me. <laughs> you thought her, it was me? Yeah, I thought it was her. And then all I know is pop dudes came to the door. And no one knew that who he was. And we we're no. literally about to tell that we, I told them that I was pregnant and he, they were like, who is he? And then he didn't come around and he decided randomly to be like, I am the person that knocked up your daughter, which by the way, my parents never saw me hold hands with anybody. So the doorbell rings, the lights come on. The man opens the door. It's man my dad. Opens the door. Little Asian guy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait
like, so he texted me. He was like, wearing, I'm at your front door, and I, your dad's wearing a skirt. And I was like, you're at my skirt, front door? Bro, a plaid skirt looking like Braveheart. Oh, and my God. So and in I was the, just like, in the, like, this can't be happening right now. Okay, first of all, my dad is not a cross-dresser. Let's just put that out there. In the Laotian culture, there is a... It's like pajamas. Like, it's literally him, like, waking up from his sleep. It's like a and kilt, man. It's like it's a called, kilt. I don't know if they call it sin, but... Yeah, but it... How do you know it's called sin? Because your mom said it before. Okay, so he was he was not ready. Okay, yeah, nobody I was ready. ready for no, any you weren't ready. My no. dad wasn't ready. Eric wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, because I was trying to eat pork chops. And I, yeah. Did you know I didn't order pork chops? But the shit chops? was going down that Yeah, night. so then we revert... It was we, going down. You turn. Let me take something. I think Christine was driving. Thank God, because if your sister was driving, we would have not made it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways I was like oh my god we're gonna go back and then my dad was like I thought you told me that he ate rice he eat tacos so Eric looks Hispanic and I would tell me that story was it still makes me laugh I'm like I swear he eats rice he doesn't eat tacos so then how long were you there with my dad Bro, I was sitting there for like 20 or 30 minutes just by myself with your mom what, and dad. What, what was your game plan? Like, we never even talked no, about this. No, I thought you were there and we were going to sit down and talk to him. <laughs> and tell him, like, what was up or whatever. But uh, you weren't there. No. So and then, I was sitting there with your parents who didn't really speak English that well. And we're just sitting there staring and at each strangers. other. strangers. They're complete strangers. Completely. We didn't. So, yeah, I've never seen them a day in my life. Yeah, my parents never. No. We, no. I didn't have boys come to the house. I couldn't have boys call me. And then let alone. Hey, my name is Eric. I look Hispanic. I don't eat tacos. I eat rice. And, and I'm here. I and I knocked, knocked up your yeah, daughter. I knocked up your daughter. Like, what do you say about that? Surprise! What do you say? Um. Especially looking crazy in the skirt. Man, he changed though. I got home and he was in pants. Because he yeah. was being serious now. Yeah. Um, but long well, story short, don't you moved hit in. my daughter. <laughs> he, he said, said don't, don't hit, hit my, my daughter. daughter. I mean, if you're gonna hit my daughter, just give her back to me. <laughs> I was like that. <laughs> but anyway, but then you moved in, and I then I moved in, and now they call me their son. Now, Still, how do you tell your? What's, yeah, they do. And my mom feeds like by you too. Every time you like, you I had that. Son? No, oh, that's weird. What? Like food, I think like tonight. I went to Chick Fil A and I, and I know you're coming over, so I ordered you Chick Fil A. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. So that's not normal. Can I get a? High Can you five get a high five? High five. Good. Get something. Thanks for that Chick Fil A. It was delicious. Um. Anyway, so yes, my we my parents are very. That's their son. Like, what's crazy is that my parents had seen you before when you were little, because his mom used to date one of his my yeah. parents friends and we probably yeah. crossed paths when we were little and didn't know it yeah because he had oh my mom she dated um after my dad i believe she uh dated a Louisian man you have a half brother that's Louisian. yeah that looks like him y'all and... um he's friends with me on facebook oh yeah yeah so they used to go out gambling and stuff like that and i think um her, my mom's boyfriend and Lucy's parents. No, they, they not think. My well, parents said the ran, name. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> ran into each other. Like, and I then when I told them, I was like, yeah, you know, this guy. And then they were like, yeah. yeah we random, to, random. Cards with them. Jaden was already born. Okay, we were already like, married. Oh, and shit. this was a nonchalant conversation. And we find out. 
like years later. Boy? Years yes. Later, boy? What a small world. Oh, shit. Anyways, what is the takeaway that you want people to know about divorce, about our kids, about co-parenting, about yourself, about mental illness? Um, I mean. And how do you save lives? Like, how would you say if you were yourself 20 years ago? Um, how would you save yourself? From, Definitely. I mean, don't, even though this is what like my generation was kind of taught to do, I mean, you got to talk to somebody, whether it be friend, professional. I mean, it's cool that our kids can talk to us about anything. But they do um, have their professional. Oh, they have their professional, but they can also talk to, to us, us yeah. about anything and not feel anxious about it or anything. Um, yeah. Would you say, would you, why am I laughing? Would you say, um, oh, I just, oh, so I was supposed to guess his love language. Yeah. I'm saying what he's saying. Like, yeah. that's, that's, what that's, is it? Okay. What is it? Uh, so I, I read the love language thing, right? Because I was like, I'm not going to, I don't five, demasculate men. I was language. like, oh my God, like, I really was shocked about that. And I read about the love language because it's important because I think that your love language is gifting. Do you know what mine is? Oh, do you, is, what is yours? Because you bought me a that's, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's how I... Is it this? That's how I... Okay, I didn't know that. You know mine is active service? Yeah, I know that. I didn't, did you know that during our marriage? Yeah, well... I didn't why know that. Why do you that. think I fucking washed your dirty ass drawers all the time? And your Excuse plates... Excuse me! And no, you... Okay, that was... Your plates and... Oh, see, see, like, okay, so he thinks that... See, that's why there's a disconnect. Y'all need to learn. Services. Well, you services. thought that, but like, you know how Uncle Ritz is? That's what I wanted. As I right. know. That's and you can't, I can't, you can't force anybody to be who yeah, they're I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to work 90 hours. No, and I don't buy, like, like that's not my, like, buying things. That's just material. Like, he can buy me things all day and I'd be like, mm, I don't care. I can, I can buy it myself. But if I knew that and that was his love language and he didn't talk, we, I, we didn't talk. I would have played, I don't know. I think it would have been different. Not, I don't know. I think we were, I think we were, we were already going down. I didn't know who I was when I was like, I didn't even know my middle name. I didn't know who I was. And then when we got divorced, we were, I was 30. So when you're 19 and 30, you're two different people. Like 19, like, who are you? Not for sure. And 30, like, you're totally like, I wouldn't want my kids to get married, our kids to get married until they're 30 or like older because then they would know what makes them happy happy and I just learned what made me happy was to like give back to heal other people to keep the relationship that I have with you at a level that is healthy for the kids because that's healing them right that's what makes me happy I thought it was money running for the American dream but that nearly killed me and I don't give a shit like I don't have money to make like that but what makes me happy is that I can talk to you and be healthy I can talk to the kids and be healthy I can provide, I, if I lose everything now, I know that my kids and I will be fine. I know that Eric would take care of me. I know that I would take care of Eric. Like, it's just, when shit hits the fan, that's how you know who your peeps are. Um, and we'll never let our kids, if we can help it, fail. But they have to fail and learn from their mistakes, but they're not gonna fail in front of us where they can't come back from it. So what my takeaway is, you gotta really have a pulse on your kids and you have to have open communication and you have to take your feelings and emotions aside when you, when you first get divorced because divorce is 
like death. It really is. You have to go through the seven stages. Um, and I, if I had to tell my my 19 year old or my 18 year old self anything, it would be that don't do it. That's no, it, no, it wouldn't. No, because I would be not. Like, no, because we wouldn't have our kids. <laughs> it would, we wouldn't have our kids. But I would have been more. It, I would have. We wouldn't have had Logan. Yeah, that was we a plan one, though. Well, we, that, Logan was a plan one. Yeah. Um, but I would say to really open up your feelings and talk to your husband, your wife, your. If you can, I'm not saying it's going to be a kumbaya situation for everybody. We're not Bruce Willis, um, Denise. More and um, Ashley Kutcher. We're not that. We might, we could be that one day. I don't know. Um, but we are healthy in the way that we know how to be, and we struggle and we're humans, but our kids come first. And that's what I would want people to take away from this is that your kids should come first because they did not ask to be born and they didn't ask for this situation that two adults put them in. So protect your kids, talk to your kids. If you can't talk to your kids, then you know that there's therapy. There, you know there's psychiatry. There, you know that there's fucking medicine out there. And you know that you can Google. We didn't have that. So that's my takeaway. Anything else or we do? I think we're good. Until, so I, yeah, until next time, podcast one. <laughs> so when Eric is not for now, it's like you work for like 15 hours, basically. So thank you for coming on. Still I put me to work. <laughs> but still this put is, me to work. But we can. We ain't even married anymore and you still put me to work. What? Okay, well, I bought you dinner. Can I get something? Okay. So that was like, my love language. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> buy I bought you shit. Buy me shit. My love language. Oh, I can't say that word anymore. She knows how. Um, so, I always say be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Oh, no. My dogs are eating bullets. Not bullets. Like, nerf gun bullets. Um, but I always say love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And I always do. And, like, I tell them to visualize me kissing. Like, do you want to do that? Because. Do I want to kiss? No! Not me, but never mind. That was weird. Okay, bye, guys. Peace out. Everyone's favorite part. I thought it was just going to be mine, but this is unrehearsed like everything else. I get um, questions from the fans, from my fans, from email, from um, direct messages, and I have my assistant write down the questions. Um, and she puts in a cup for me, so I don't know what the questions are, and they're going to be, I'm going to answer them like on the spot. So. I told her not to filter out any anything, so here we go. With what happened to you, how can you be so nice? I got raped as a child and I hate people. Damn, that got, that got serious. I, know, I thought it was gonna be, what's your favorite color? Um, how can I be so nice? I don't feel like I'm nice. I feel like I have a resting bitch forehead. That's not forehead, <laughs> resting bitch face. And like, uh, do not disturb on my forehead. But apparently, like, no, it's not apparently. People come to me, come up to me at the grocery store and talk to me and tell me about their whole life story. And I literally don't know who they are. Um, how can I be so nice? I think because when I was a kid and I was going through mental illness in general, I didn't want anybody to feel the way I felt. And because I'm an empath, which is crazy that I just found that out. Um, it's hard to be mean to people when I when I don't know what they're going through. Like they could be going through mental illness. They could be like my parents are a little they're strict, and my mom like sometimes she talks mean to me. Like 
I know I can rationalize that like she loves me and that's how she shows her love um and she's hurt and she that's I mean that's how she copes with her own mental illness and she's not she hasn't been diagnosed but I'm pretty sure she has PTSD and so is my dad and my dad has anxiety I'm certain he has that um but I can't I can be nice because I can I you know what I learned is to forgive and it's not to forgive the person who raped me for them it's to forgive for myself so I can move on and if you don't forgive you get literally you just be pissed off like I can I don't I have to forgive because when I was I, I wasn't I mean I didn't I wasn't like this all the time when I was young I didn't know how to handle my mental illness or how to cope with things and I was mad as shit so I wasn't like this all the time I just know that this is healthy for me and I want to breathe I want to live I want to you know reach more people and heal like this is what I love to do I love to podcast I love to talk um although I don't like to talk to strangers but I'm working on that and that's kind of a lie I do like talking to strangers um because I literally can tell if I want to talk to somebody or not like if somebody talks to me and I don't want to talk to them I literally just walk away or pretend like I don't know them uh, or that I didn't hear them um I want to like pretend like I can't speak English and like have an accent like my mom but every time I do an accent I sound southern so I can't do accents at all but it's real you need to really learn how to let that go let that anger go and forgive or you are literally going to be at, in this rut that you can't get to a higher level place in life in your energy in a healthier spot if you don't let it go so I let it go because I'm being selfish because I want to be there for my kids and if I continue to be mad and upset like what does that do for you and um I learned that when I got older that um stress really takes it out on your body I didn't know that like I took on so much stress and I was fine I didn't need to sleep and now that I'm 36 like shit it happened to me when I was like earlier on um I just felt like once you have kids you like add 10 years to your age and then anytime you have any more kids it adds double but it literally made my stress makes my stomach hurt I didn't know that um and it then literally messes my sleep then it messes my eating um so I do not get angry because I don't want to have stomach pains and when I say stomach pains like I don't I changed my entire diet because I couldn't deal with my stomach pain. And I thought I was like allergic. I, I didn't know it was stress um, until I went to the doctors for years and went to, did every single test. And I have horrible acid reflux um, and I have medicine for that. Um, but it, I can deal with pain. Like I had Logan with no pain medicine on accident. And that could be another episode. But I, if I have stomach pains, I can't get out of bed, that's a problem, because like, I got shit to do. So I try my hardest to not be upset. Now I do, I have a temper, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. If you guys know what that is, I am everything of that. Um, so I will let it go, it's for you and not for them. Um, I would, if you can't do it yourself, you know, like I said, like I'm not a psychiatrist or a professional, but the therapist can help you with that. You can't help yourself if you don't know how to change your thought, and I did it because I didn't know I was doing it. I just did it. Um, the next question, do you have a reality show coming up? Uh, no. First of all, no. First of all, I didn't even know I was going to have a podcast. Um, reality show? You know, I was really into reality shows, and I'm disappointed because I found out they, like, tell them what to do, and they're, like, they set them up and put them in, like, it's not them, like, doing it. They're, like, setting these people up to trip. I'm, like, I don't want to be told what to do or say. 
Now, if I have a reality show, ain't nobody tell me what to do. <laughs> Alright, I don't want that. Um, and that's also a PTSD trigger. Um, I didn't know that. When you try to micromanage me and you try to tell me what to do and I feel like I'm stuck. PTSD, trauma, like the bitch comes out and that shit don't work very well. So if you tell me what to do on a reality show and tell me how to breathe and when to wake up. Nah, and you think these people wake up like that? And then like, you know what really got me was like when they would sit on the couch at the reunion. If you don't want to watch the reality show, the only reason why I watch it, I love it. I, I realized I watch shitty ass TV because I went to um, get my car worked on and I was waiting in the waiting area and I was watching TV and I was the first one to be to turn on the TV. And I was like, all these people start coming in and I'm like, fuck, I can't watch anything I really want to watch. Like, I can't watch like um, Tardy for the Party or like any Real Housewives, like nothing because I was like, I want to look, you know, I already look like I'm 10. So everybody that's coming into this like, car place is like older so i had to watch pretend like i was watching the news um but i they would have a reunion on real housewives any of them and they would like fight for a seat and i was like why are they fighting for a seat and then i find out there's like a queen bee and i'm like what this is not reality this is not reality this is reality my podcast this shit is reality i don't want to be told no did i say that on a reality show no people said i need one because shit i need a camera to follow me everywhere this shit is hilarious things that I go through I swear I'm like people think I'm like making this shit up but I don't and I have a group um and I go well I go live and I would they would come with me and I'm like did you see that and like if that didn't happen or if I didn't have my assistant like always with me I wouldn't have like anybody be like did you see that shit happens to me and it's like a domino effect shit is crazy so no the answer to that is no how do you get along with your ex so well um, uh, I'll say that I, I, we didn't always get along. Uh, we, he hated me, um, because I was the one that decided that I, I was ready. Um, but I have to say that I was angry at him for the longest time for years because we would hear, I would hear things that was said about me. Um, and I was always nice to him because one, I felt bad that I, broke up our family and I was you know it, it's something that I still live with now and he I knew he had abandonment issues and it that's the reason why I stayed in the marriage that was one of the reasons why I stayed in the marriage so, so long but um because I didn't want to be another woman to disappoint him um and not that like not that I know now that I'm not responsible for other adults. I'm responsible for myself. And nothing that happens to them is my fault. And I have to learn how to forgive myself or else living would be very hard without doing that. And it's the hardest to do is forgive yourself. So I learned that through therapy um, that I have to forgive myself. And that's still something that I'm working with. There's a lot of things I'm still working with. I'm not all the way healed. I'm never going to be all the way healed. Um, life happens all the time. Like my shit is not fucking roses and butterflies and sugar i'm not running in the green grass like shit goes down every day okay like i'm still like i literally gave up everything to do this podcast to heal people and i quit my job and you know my bread and butter is accounting but like that's not my passion anymore and like if i'm gonna get into something i'm gonna put i'm gonna two thousand percent so i do have a tax partner and i refer tax stuff to him um and I do a little bit of books for like people here and there but I don't um fully do that anymore because this 
is what I love and what I want to do. I wake up. I don't have to like have an alarm. Like this is what I want to do. I'm not making enough money to cover my bills right now. Do I think I'm going to make it? Yeah, I always fucking make it. I will fucking flip burgers uh, in five different fast food areas. I work at Chick-fil-A because let me tell you something. If you didn't think I checked this out, you can work part-time at like Starbucks and get full-time benefits. I don't know if I'm lying anymore, but like I will work and get benefits. I will work to make ends meet and I'll make sure that there's food on the table and that my kids have a roof over their head. There is nothing that I wouldn't, well, healthy and responsible that I would, I would work at, I would work anywhere. There's no, I came from nothing and I know how to start from the beginning and I have no problems freaking working anywhere to make sure that my kids are well taken care of. So, um, I have such dory brain that I forgot what I was saying. Oh, do you have, um, uh, what the fuck? Well, I forgot the question already. Um, but I don't have any money. Like, this is, like, I'm saving a lot. I don't have a price to that. Like, how long I'm going to go, however long I can, I can manage. Like, right now it's a month and we'll see what happens. But let me tell you something. If you don't think at 36 years old, I haven't been here, <laughs> I have, and I've been chilling and I've been doing great and I've been, I've been leveling up every time. So I don't think this is a step down. This is actually a step up. I'm excited about this situation. And the things that I say are real. And I know that people need it. And, I, I, and I've been told this for so long. And this is also something that I'm working on is taking the credit for what I've done. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. Like, no, I didn't do that. Like, I didn't save that person's life. Like, I literally just, you know, did what I need to do. And I did. I fucking saved people's lives. I've put people in hospitals i literally called the prevention suicidal line and i literally walked into people about to i mean that was an accident peer accident that will be on another episode but i i every day if i can save one person's life then i've done my deed in this world i said when i i said before if i saved one person's life but i already did that and it's now i don't know how many people i don't count at all but it I know that I've helped like thousands. And when I count thousands, I mean, I've been doing this since I can remember. And I didn't know I was helping people until people were like, you know, like you helped me not commit suicide that night. You helped me like go another day. And this is a lifelong battle. So although I saved their life today, um, I can't, I can put, I can take myself out of that equation and not, no longer feel that I have I am responsible for an adult. I can't because that will literally fuck up with my mental illness and I can't let that happen because that's messing with my kids and my kids are the most important thing on this earth to me. Um, second to that, the reason why I know this is for me is because when I saw this transformation of this powerful woman who was debilitated that couldn't drive that and she doesn't even know that this is the reason why I started to literally was like this is my path and one day she's gonna tell her story and I can't wait for her to tell her story but she was a fierce and is every she's you are still who you are it's buried in there and it's literally you have to pull that person back out who you really are and anyway she was debilitated for whatever reason that's her story and within 48 hours she wasn't driving when I saw her and then I I didn't know I was working on her like I was helping her heal 
48 hours later, she was able to drive on the highway on 66 in a very busy highway. I don't know if you guys don't know what 66 is, but like it, like I told her to back her car up from her driveway and then pull it back up and then go around the neighborhood. But this girl, fierce, I know she was fierce, but I didn't think she was gonna do it like that. When I realized that I can do that with no training, zero training on how to do, I mean, I literally, I don't, I just, I just, I don't know what I'm, I know people, how they receive things. Like I, I guess working in HR helps me because you can literally talk to 25 people. They're all in the same room. You say one sentence and all 25 of them could be translating what you said in all different ways. And I realized that people um, receive information different. I realized that, and I'm not saying that I'm psychic, but I can talk to somebody for like five I would say five minutes, but honestly, sooner than that, maybe a minute. Um, I can tell who they are and their personality. Um, sometimes I can literally just walk past by somebody. It's this intuition, it's really weird. But this is what I love to do. And when she told me she could drive, the last time I felt that way was when I had my kids. Like I only felt that way when I had Jaden and then when I had Logan. And then when she told me, and then that's when I realized that's what made me happy because I didn't know. So this is it. Like. I, this is what I'm going to do until I can't do it anymore. And hopefully I can, I have sponsors and people, you know, donate and some, I don't know. We'll just, I just, I'm fucking winging it and I don't have no regrets. I know this is the way that God wants me to go. Um, the next question, will you ever do stand up? Um, I'm afraid of public speaking. Actually, I know I do like motivational speaking, but like it's in a small area like it's not that many people and I feel comfortable around these people but I've like I'm funny as fuck but I I don't know like do I want to I see myself doing it but like I would need some prep like and let me tell you something I'm Asian I can learn um but if the chance arrives like I always say that if things doesn't land on my lap or if it doesn't knock on my door I don't have the energy to go well I do have the energy like this is energy but I love I I pick my battles, I pick what I want to put my energy in because I only have so much. Um, and right now it's this podcast and right now it's healing people. And if it leads me to stand up, fuck it. I'll do stand up and everybody, like not everybody, everybody, no, everybody that I ever come across, they're like, you should do stand up. So I, I might end up there, but I'm not saying I am. There's nothing in the pipeline for that. This is the last one. What does your parents think about your podcast? Let me ask my mom, 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 come here, please. Yes, you do. My mom's like, Mama told me she can't speak English. Yes, Mom. Um, I said that no one sees you. She's like, can I go with this outfit? Mom, what do you think about my podcast? They asked you, what do you think about the radio? She said, she says that what I'm doing is good, but I don't think she understands. She doesn't understand what I'm saying. Be- she doesn't understand what I'm doing because I haven't told her. And like, how do you describe to your mom about mental illness and podcasts? But um, I'm gonna tell her offline. But she does understand. Mom, you know how many languages? She, my mom understands so many languages. She says that she doesn't understand English. She, yes, she does. She understands English. 
She can speak it. She can speak Cambodian because she worked at a chicken factory, a poultry company that had a whole bunch of Cambodians. And then she can speak Thai, Laos, four. That's four. And how many? So. Cambodia, Thai. See, well, I'm telling my mom what language she knows. But um, she thinks it's good. But I mean, my mom's always had my back. She don't really know what this is. And to be honest, like, I've never really, we have never gone without. Like, I've, I learned how to hustle because I learned from the best. And my parents are the best hustlers. And they never took state help. They, like, made that $2.50. But I've never seen, I've never, my parents never used Medicaid. They never used state help. Like, just now, my dad's retired. He finally got Medicaid. But he's, so, he's paying for it. He's not getting them free Medicaid. Like, he is paying. And it's a lot. Like. It's crazy. Um, but anyways, like, she thinks it's good. And, you know, as long as I'm not hurt, <laughs> she's chilling. And we are living with food and a beautiful home. And until, but let me tell you something. We can live in a one-bedroom apartment. I bet you my mom got my back. Um, as much as she is my trigger for my PTSD and she doesn't know it. Hell no, she doesn't know it. She doesn't even know what PTSD is. Um, and I don't blame her for anything. I don't fault her for anything. I don't fault my rapist for anything. I don't fault anybody for anything because anything that I've gone through, I had to go through or else I wouldn't be this fucking awesome. And I'm fucking awesome. Um, my dad did ask me yesterday um, what I'm doing. And I was like, podcast. And he was like, what does that mean? I was like, radio, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know how to describe to them, but I just described to my mom, well, she just, just described to me uh, what it is. Like, I was like, I'm helping people who are like sad and like, and she, and she continued on in, um, in Lao um, that, you know, so you're helping people who are like, you know, down and out, like, and I was like, yeah, like you do understand. So um, my loss was really bad just now. I guess I haven't been speaking it a lot. Like my brother's really bad with his Laos, like Lao, L-A-O, like if I say Laos, the Laos people, the Laos people are going to be like, it's Lao. Everybody, I can't make everybody happy. Um, but there you go. You, my mom's always behind. Every, it's always so like, it's always something behind me. Like my kids are right now are with Eric. The kids are off school today and Eric's off work. So they're hanging out. Um, and then they're going to be back tonight. Um, but you will always hear noise. You will always hear a background. And, um, I do have to fix, Jaden told me that I need to fix the, um, I have to make this room soundproof, but it's like open. Um, but I'm just gonna get two mics and just that's how we're gonna roll. Like we're gonna only get things that we need and roll with the punches. So um, that's the Q&A. I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. I really, 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 really loved it. I loved that I was so candid, was able to be candid and open with all three of like, with Jaden, with Logan, and with Eric, like everything that we talked about has never been talked about before. Um, which, it, when I say it's real and unfiltered, uh, it's fucking real and unfiltered. Um, oh, I did curse, didn't I? Well, I don't know. Your your teenagers can hear it, but I think it's important for at least the parents to understand who are divorced, who want to know about mental illness and about bullying, and, or teachers. This is good for anybody that needs to know about what they need to look for in general because our kids are going through a lot of stuff. We're, we're putting a lot of pressure on them to make them, you know, this perfect human being and nobody's perfect. Like, we just want our, we just want our kids happy. I, I want people happy. You know, there's so many people out there that aren't happy. And I know this because I go out into the world and I'm like, 
giving people compliments like oh I like your shoes and they look at me like what does she want and I'm like nothing I just want to tell you that you have nice shoes and or you have um I like your makeup and I'm on the eyebrow um thing and I'm like oh I like your eyebrows it could be a man it could be a woman and they feel at first they're like what and then they realize I don't want anything and I literally walk away and they feel good about themselves and that can literally save a life you have no idea one thing that you can one thing that you say whether it's bad or good it could be bad and someone can off themselves it could be good and like save someone's life like that's how it's not that simple <laughs> but when you're wrapped up like what did they say the stick that broke the camel's back like you could be that stick like it wasn't just that one thing that you said it was all these things that compounded and then that one thing could really change a whole family's life a person's life a, a lot so just be kind to yourself if you're not going to be kind to other people um if you're not going to be kind to other people just just keep quiet like if you're if you're not kind to other people then you have issues within yourself so you know figure that out google you don't want to go and see a therapist at least research it do something with yourself um because that's not the life you want to live you want to be happy and it is very you can be happy if you change your thoughts so be kind to yourself love yourself and i always do goodbye kisses so i'm going to do that and i will talk to you guys next time bye